Father God, I just thank you so much for today. God, I thank you for your presence and thank you for being just such an on-time God with such an on-time word. Lord, I ask right now that um, you would just soften our hearts, Lord Jesus, so that this word would fall on fertile soil. And Lord, use me as a vessel. I want this to be your time, Lord. I want you to speak exactly what you want to speak and have your way in this place. Lord, if there's any barriers that we've built up to protect ourselves, God, I ask right now that you would tear those barriers down so that you can speak directly to our hearts, Jesus. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Okay, so, um, again, hello, um, I actually need to give Brittany McIntyre a little bit of credit for what I'm going to talk about today because, uh, it was based off of something that, that she said in one of her fight times about two weeks ago, uh, she was on here and she was talking about, um, our default mode and she was specifically talking about, um, in our marriage, she was talking about how sometimes we just try to, as women, we give everything to everybody else. We give it to all of our friends, all of our coworkers. We give everything to everybody else, but we kind of leave the leftovers for our husbands. Now, I am not talking about marriage today, um, but I want to stay on that thought for just a second. We as women think that we have to give everything to everyone else. Raise your hand in the comments if sometimes that's you. You spend all of your time literally trying to meet this laundry list of expectations that you can just never seem to live up to. Whether it's expectations that maybe you've set for yourself. Maybe it's expectations that you feel like you have to meet for your family. Um, expectations you have to meet for your job, for society. Uh, sometimes expectations that we feel like we have to meet for God if we're, if we're, if we're being honest. And um, what happens when you don't feel... Oh. Y'all, I'm sorry, my cat is jumping all over the place. What happens when you don't meet these expectations? How do you feel? Do you feel worthless? Do you feel like you're not good enough? Because a lot of times we, we base our worth on our performance. Because somewhere along the way, we've bought into this, this lie that our value is based on our ability to meet this laundry list of expectations. So I want to do something with y'all today. Um, if you have a pen and paper, um, I want you to get a piece of paper out and get a pen out. And I'm a really visual person, so um, I kind of need to see it to realize it. So... Um, Get a piece of paper, get a pen out. If you can't right now, that's okay. Uh, you can do it later. Um, but what I want you to do, just get a blank piece of paper like this. This is fine. And what I put on, on the top of mine, I know it's kind of backwards, so y'all can't really read. But what I put on the top of mine was Kelsey's list of expectations. So I want you to put your name, and then I want you to put list of expectations. And then right underneath it, this is what I wrote. My worth depends on. Okay, and then I want you to begin to write. Write every single thing that you can think of, whether it's big or small. Write down what you feel like, the expectations that you feel like you have to meet in order to feel valued, in order to feel loved, in order to feel good about yourself, in order to feel accepted. I'll read you, I can read you some of mine actually right here. 
It can just be, it can be something simple as like, I feel expected to keep my house clean every day. Um, I'll read you some of mine. I feel expected to always have it together. I feel expected to never say no to things. I feel expected to live up to perfection. I feel like I'm about to cry, I'm sorry. I feel expected to be available for anyone at any time. I feel expected to do everything on my own. I feel expected to keep my struggles to myself. I feel expected to never make mistakes. I feel expected to maintain a good image. So I just want you to begin to write down every single thing that you feel expected to me. And I want you to just listen as you're writing. And I'm pretty sure you can fill this page up. Some of you can probably fill front and back up. Some of you can probably fill up several pages of expectations that you feel like you have to meet. And I just want you to think about for just a second, no wonder you feel exhausted. No wonder you feel disappointed. Because this is the standard that you are setting yourself up to. This is the standard that you have to follow. Nobody can be this 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Nobody can live up to this all the time. You know what you're setting yourself up for? You're setting yourself up for failure. God does not expect us to be perfect. God doesn't expect us to do everything right. You were not called to be everything for everyone else. You see, before Jesus died, we were bound to something called the law. And the law was a lot like this list. Just in simple terms, the best way that I can put it, just to, to save time. The law was basically a list of requirements that we had to obey to be accepted by God. But there was a flaw in the law that kind of rhymed. The law lacked grace and the law lacked relationship. You see, the law was meant to bring us closer towards God, but actually what it did was it separated us from God. And the law was a lot like this. It was a lot like a list of requirements. The law could not, um, it cannot give us the grace or the relationship with God that, that he desired to, desired to give us through his death. So this is what the law says. The law says, I won't accept you if you don't meet these expectations. But grace says, I have fulfilled every expectation, every requirement for you through my death. You no longer live under the law, but you live under my grace. So you don't have to worry about living up to this. Because Jesus has already fulfilled every single requirement in your place. Ladies, this is not the standard. This is not what you should be holding yourself up to. In Ephesians 2, um, 8 through 9, it says, For it is by grace. For it is by grace that you have been saved through faith. And this is not 
from yourselves, but it is a gift from God. Thank the Lord. It does not say for it is by your ability to meet every single requirement that you have been saved. You see, Jesus looked at us with compassion. He looked at us knowing every single sin that we were going to have, every single thought, evil thought that we were going to have, everything that we were going to do wrong. And he said, I still love you. I love you so much that I'm going to die for you and I'm going to stand in the gap for you. And you no longer have to live according to this. But instead, you live according to my grace, which is fully sufficient for you. Here's what expectations say. Expectations nullify grace. It means it cancels it out. Because expectations say, this is what I have to do. And grace says, it has already been done for you. Here's the, here's the definition of what to expect means. And this is, you can look this up. I got this off of Google. Um, it's what the Merriam-Webster Merriam uh, Dictionary says that to expect, what to expect means. It says to consider bound, in duty, or obligated. Let's go back to that word. To consider bound. Expectations don't free you. They bind you up. God says, I don't want you to feel obligated to have a relationship with me. I want you to want me because I want you. Grace doesn't bind you. Grace sets you free. For it is by grace you have been saved. For it is by grace you have been set free from every requirement Every expectation, every obligation from the law. He said, I have stood in the gap for you and I have fulfilled every single requirement. You are enough because Jesus Christ is enough. When you try to meet every demand and every expectation, it's literally like looking at God and saying, your grace is not enough. What you did on the cross for me was not enough because I'm still bound by this right here. In 2 Corinthians 12, and it says 9 through 10, it says, For my grace is sufficient for you. You know what sufficient means? It says, For my grace is enough for you. For my power is made perfect in your weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ power may rest on me and then it continues to verse 10 and it says that is why for christ's sake i delight in weaknesses in insults in hardships in persecutions in difficulties for when i am weak then i am strong in your weakness is when god's grace takes effect it's because he knew that we were weak on our own in your weakness you are strong because he that lives in you is strong. In your weakness, maybe you can't be enough to meet these expectations. But guess what? You have a God who can. The only way that you're going to be set free from the requirement of the law is to get under the covering of God's grace. Because what the only thing that activates grace is faith. 
So I want you to look at your list that you wrote. And if this is the standard, if this is the requirement, if this is the expectation that you are still trying to meet, then I want you to take a really good look at yourself. And I want you to reevaluate your faith. Because faith is what activates the grace of God. It is absolutely available to you. But it doesn't take effect until you begin to believe it. And, you know, it's really easy to believe it for somebody else. It's really easy to believe that God forgives everybody else. But it's really hard to believe that his grace is enough for you. To believe that his grace covers all of your sin. To believe that his grace covers all of your weaknesses. So what I want you to do right now is I want you to take this list. However you want to do it. If you want to wad it up. If you want to throw it away. If you want to uh, tear it into a million pieces. I don't care. But I want you to realize that this does not matter. Because you have a living and breathing God that has died for you. And I know I have talked a lot about grace in my other five times. But I just feel like God is saying they don't get it. They just don't understand. Maybe they've heard and heard and heard and heard about grace. But guess what? They don't believe it. Because this, this right here is what they're still trying to live up to. This is what they're trying to live up to. And I just want you to take it. And I just want you to throw it away. In Matthew 5 and 17, it says, do not think. This is Jesus talking. He says, do not think that I have come to abolish the law or prophets. I've not come to abolish them, but I have come to fulfill them. So don't think that what I'm saying is, is that the law, um, is that the law doesn't matter. The law is really good for showing us. Now my cat's playing with that paper. The law is really good at showing us what a changed life looks like. When you come into contact with your creator. When you come into contact with Jesus. Because when you're trying to meet all these requirements on your own. You're not operating under grace. You're operating under that old way of thinking. You're operating under the very thing that God has set you free from. The law doesn't produce change. It is only the evidence of change. Change only happens when you come into contact with Jesus. So I want you to look at your torn up list now. Because I've already already told you to tear it up. But I want you to look at your list And I want you to realize that all those things, all those requirements cannot be met on our own. We can't operate out of our own strength. I'm not telling you that just because God gives you grace that you should just go and live whatever life that you want to live and it doesn't matter. Because we at our church and at Covenant Church, we have a motto and it's called continually better. The only way that you can be continually better, the only way that you can produce good fruit, the only way that you can change 
is by coming into contact with Jesus. Is by coming into contact with the one who not only created you, but died to save you. So I want you to challenge yourself this week. No longer. No longer are we going to hold ourselves to those expectations. But what we're going to do instead is focus on our relationship with God. And maybe you say, well, I really don't know where to start. You know how we get continually better? We get continually better one step at a time. So pick one thing out this week. Maybe maybe you don't have a problem with reading your Bible or praying, but maybe every time you pray, you're just asking God to do things for you. Maybe how about you just say, you know, how I'm going to build my relationship with God this week is I'm going to thank him. I'm going to wake up with a thankful heart and I'm going to rejoice in the breath that he's given me. I'm going to thank him for the family that I have, the food that I have on the table. I'm going to build my relationship with God one step at a time. We're working on getting one step closer to God. And we're getting rid of the requirements. So Holy Spirit, God, I I just thank you for your word today. Lord, I just thank you for each and every single lady who's listening to this live. And I, I thank you for each and every one that's, that's going to be listening in the future. And God, I just ask that you have a personal encounter with them today. God, I bind any spirit of religion. I bind any expectations right now in the name of Jesus. And I say, be set free by the blood of Jesus. God, we only want what you want. So I ask right now that each and every single one of us, that you allow us to have an encounter with you sometime this week. God, that you would begin to speak to our hearts and pour into us. And Lord, we exalt you. God, you are such a good father. We thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Ladies, I I hope that this spoke to you the way that it spoke to me. Um, I love each and every one of you, and I hope that you have a good week, and I will see y'all next time. And for those of you that I go to church with, I will see you on Sunday. I love y'all. Bye-bye.